guys, it is Hot Take Without the Hot Take here, and we are back for another uh, another Monday of Junior, another Monday. Senior, another Junior Monday. Senior 2 Views, and what all a Monday! All I can say is, who day? June. Who day? What a Monday it was uh, for the Cincinnati Bengals, Joe Joe Burrow, Joe Shiesty, Joe Burr, Joey Franchise, whatever you want to call him. He's taking the Bengals to their first Super Bowl in a long time. A long time. 1988 was their last appearance, and they lost to the 49ers. Of course. But um, this is massive. They beat the Chiefs in OT. Mm -hmm. Um, So let's talk about what happened in this game. Mm -hmm. The defense for the the Bengals was outstanding. Outstanding. They, even with coming, the fact that they were able to claw back from that 13 point, 18 point deficit mm-hmm. is incredible, and yeah. it, it's a credit to the defense. Mm-hmm. The offense obviously did an amazing job, even despite the offensive line. And the, the offensive line actually wasn't that bad. It only gave up one sack. One sack. Burrow was protected. He had time to throw. There were also times when Joe Burrow got away from sacks. There yeah. were guaranteed sacks, and his legs saved him. And for someone with a repaired you know, a surgically repaired knee. Yeah. Like, remember, he got a, blew his ACL out last season, his first year. Yep. And he was able to escape. He was able to run. He was able to extend plays. And the Chiefs choked. Just got they, greedy. They choked. They got yep. greedy. There was a one play. They got greedy. At the end of halftime. That's uh, it. During halftime, where they could have gone for the That's field it. goal, no. but they went for, for the touchdown on fourth and one. And they got stopped by Eli Apple, of all people. This is the problem. They didn't have any timeouts. They decided, and, and this is the thing that boggles me, is if you're going to do it, what happened to the trademark shovel pass? The classic, you know, Kansas City fakeout where Mahomes snaps the ball and then shovel passes it to somebody. What happened to that? Because the Bengals were ready for something like that, but then they went with a, a screen pass to Tyreek Hill, and it didn't happen, and they ran out of time. So they were trying to make a statement, and they got greedy. They should have taken the three. And that is the number for this entire playoff series. Yeah. Three points makes the difference, and that's what's happened in this game. But, they got greedy. Yeah. And, they, and the, play, the offense wasn't good. I mean, Mahomes, half, Mahomes, Mahomes was trying to be too damn cute with his, with his plays, which, he was, which was what was happening in the first in the early part of the season with the Chiefs when they were playing playing pretty garbage. Yeah. Honestly, I think they deserved this loss well, because they, they were cracking champagne. They were already and, and the thing that got me was when you heard about overtime and they won the coin flip, fans were rejoicing yeah. because they thought lightning strikes twice. No. Nope. But sorry, the football gods giveth and, and take taketh it. away. Yeah. And this time they took it away because he threw two picks Two very important picks. Yep. The one pick of the defensive lineman that caused him to say the score with P. Ryan, and then this one. I'm just, I'm just stunned as to how the Bengals have done it this year. I mean, if you look at how their roster is constructed, the main problem for them is they don't have an offensive line. And um, Zach Taylor, in my opinion, is not a great NFL head coach. But somehow, someway, they've gotten to the Super Bowl and... They have a lot of great pieces that have shown up this year on both sides of the ball, despite um, a lot of their holes that they have. They had the record for the worst win percentage in the last two seasons, but then make it to the to the big dance. And 
again, I think it's the fact that there's no flashy stuff. They show the Chiefs, all the Chiefs execs in their boots, right? Yep. And they showed who? Who's the owner of the Bengals? Uh, Mike Brown. Mike Brown sitting alone, looking like some guy off the street. Just going about business. Now, they always talk about the Bengals being cheap. Well, he is a cheap spending, owner. He's a cheap owner. He's, they've constructed a roster full of cast-offs and some guys who can play a little bit, and they put it together. And Joe Burrow is the youngest, the only quarterback in history now to be the number one pick and guide a team to the Super Bowl. In his second year. In his second year. That's that's massive. Moving on. Uh, Rams-Niners. This, this game came down to the wire. Um, Three, again. Yep. Three. Three. Again. It's, it's the, the magic, magic number. number. Yes, yeah. it is. Three. Yep. Again. And I think the key moment was that gimme pick. That oh, should have wow. been it should have been a pick. San Francisco will regret that. They, that was right but he in dropped, his bread basket. It was right there and he dropped, dropped it at it. the last moment. Dropped it. That would have changed everything because the 49ers were still in the lead at that time. Yep. They were still leading. And then it got to a point where I don't know what you thought, but I said, oh, shoot, it's going to rest in Jimmy Garoppolo's hands. Yep. You can see it, like how it was unfolding. The stop, they started stopping the run, Yep. and the Rams were keying on the run, and they had to rely on Jimmy Garoppolo. And, and then, he wasn't good. Well, look, he was getting, he was in trouble, and then he, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo gets in, like any other quarterback, is in trouble, got to make something happen, do a shovel pass, and it gets picked off. It was off the guy's hands, actually, the player he's throwing to. It wouldn't have mounted to anything anyway. I don't know if they would have been able to march down the field and do anything of it. But, you know, again, there were some close calls with the Rams. There was, yeah. there was Matthew Stafford got hit in the head by Frank Warner in the early part of the game, got pretty much, you know, that would have been a big personal foul. Yeah. So, you know, the Rams, they were built to do this. They Look how, so, much, look how much resources they've sunk into this season. They gave up. Sunk. They gave up two. Everything. They gave up two first-round picks for Matthew Stafford. They gave up. Uh, they won't have a second this year because no. they traded for Von Miller. Yeah. They, they don't have a first-round pick for a long time. They don't. This is the year to win. Of course, and this is it. With, They've with poured the, everything into it. And with the matchup, I think they're going to be happy with the Bengals matching up because if you look at the the defense and of the look. Rams, uh, of the Rams, you got Aaron Donald, you got Leonard Floyd, and Von Miller. We're not going to jump into the Super Bowl just now. We're going to talk about the Rams getting this win. Yeah. This is the second season now where the host yep. team. Imagine how it would have felt. Because it didn't feel like a Rams game. Yeah. There was a lot of scarlet out there. There was a lot of Niner fans well, who made the trip there. Well, so it, it felt more take, like a home stadium. Well, it's not that far. No. So, but they get to host the game. It's their home grounds at SoFi. So that's the second time it's happened. Yep. Last year was in Tampa. And so then, we'll see what happens. Yeah, and Stafford finally gets his chance. In his first, in it gets his first playoff win. And now gets his first Super Bowl appearance. Can I also say... You know, Odell. Hey, I threw dirt on him. I threw dirt. I was burying him. He got, you know, a whole situation in Cleveland, but he stepped up today. He had over 100 yards you know, catching. With Odell. And they, it's just the right system. Got to be in the right system. You know, with him. Odell, I didn't think he was the problem anywhere he went. In When he was on the Giants, it was mostly his dad causing the problems. Well, I, don't think, just... I don't think he was a diva. No, I really I don't think I so. I didn't know about that. I just think. He wasn't getting used appropriately. Well, in because Cleveland. Cleveland is a run-heavy offense. Jarvis Landry was the number one target, and they weren't really targeting 
him even him that much. So I'm happy for Odell. I actually want him to get a ring. All right, next next topic, Brian Nabel. Brian DeBall. DeBall. No, Brian Nabel. Nabel. Say Nabel. Nabel. All right, not Nabal, not Nadal, not Rafael Nadal is not the new coach of the Giants. <laughs> Brian Nabel. So right. he was the offensive coordinator at Buffalo. You know, I was I was pounding the pavement for Flores, but mm-hmm. and who was a finalist, but you know what? I like this hire. I very much like this hire. If there's anyone who can actually make this offense competent, it's this guy. I don't know. I whether he can whether he can delegate, that's a different issue. This is the this is the thing everyone needs to know. You know, it's not what you know, it's who you know, and that's how the NFL hierarchy is. Ted Schoen was just hired as a Giants GM. Yeah. Duh. I think he. You know, you're 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 a different candidate other than Brian Nabel coming into this interview. You kind of know that the job's yours if you want it. Yeah. So there are a lot of he's got a lot of work to do. You know, the, yeah. To the, to rub the stink of Joe Judge off that franchise and try to start again. You hope he has some real in-depth ideas about personnel because. The Giants need help, and Daniel Jones is going to need a supporting cast. Well, I know they got Kenny Galladay. I know they got Kyle Rudolph. But if you don't have offensive line to protect the quarterback, they can't score to well, save their lives. What's interesting about it is if you look at what he did with the Chief, uh, with uh, um, the not the Chiefs, the Bills. Um, my mistake. He turned. He allowed Josh Allen to use his use his legs a lot more, and Daniel Jones can run. So he can run if he can allow um, give. Him a line, maybe he he can allow Daniel Jones to run. We'll see how it works. I think it. Look, my whole thing is let him coach now. Yeah. Okay. If you how many years you give him Brian Abel, let him fulfill the years before you decide. To I'm fire. a I, I'm a fan of this hire though. I like it. Okay. Next. Josh McDaniels. Josh McDaniels. Every single year, this man gets brought well, up. It's been reported that the Raiders. Have this obviously decided Rich Passaccia not the right guy. I don't understand. It's reported it. that Josh McDaniel is going to be the next coach. I don't I'm get not it. sure about this. this I is don't a, get it. He's is, every year this guy is a, is still considered to be a head coaching candidate. Did you see what he did in Jackson Jacksonville and in Indian Denver, Denver and Denver. Indianapolis? He didn't coach in it. Hey, you're running. You're getting ahead of yourself. Allow me to correct you. He did not coach Indianapolis. He was identified as a possible. Coach, but Frank Wright got the job. All right. He only Denver. coached one place, Denver. And, and he that was, was during Tebowville. He so, was terrible. Well, he wasn't a good head coach. Why is this guy still brought uh, up as a head I'm coaching not, candidate? I don't quite Rich, understand. Rich Versace had these guys locked in. I don't understand it. I, don't I do not get either. it. It's very... It's, the pay, the, it's confusing to me. Franchises... Franchises... Uh, the NFL over are still trying to siphon whatever little bits they can get out of that patri- that fading Patriots dynasty, and Josh McDaniels is just another um, another I candidate mean, of that. He only coached Denver for two seasons, he was eleven and seventeen, and he had Tim Tebow. That doesn't help. But you know what? If they're going to do that, I'm disappointed because I don't I see guys like Barrett Bieniemy, Leslie Frazier, those guys still hanging around and not getting a chance to become coach. Josh McDaniels had his chance, and he went running back to Daddy Bill for a job. So we'll see what happens there. He wasn't good. All right, Tom Brady done. Now it has been reported by by ESPN that he is retired, but he, um, according to Adam Schefter, 
uh, Tom Brady has not announced it as of by, as what, as, right. by way of his own mouth. Right. So he hasn't said anything. But all reports, it's been plastered everywhere saying he's done, he's out of here, but he hasn't said anything yet. I don't believe we it. We talked about this last week, more it's likely him retiring or Aaron Rodgers get, uh, leaving. We, I'm still sticking to the fact that probably Tom Brady's going to say, I got seven of these things. I don't need two more or you know three more to weigh my hands down. I'm pretty much walking around like Thanos. Do I need any more rings or can I just, I don't know, build a bed of money and lie down with Giselle and the kids in it? I so don't, that, that's pretty much his I don't. I don't believe it until I hear it from the man's of mouth. Of course. And I, I, but I, I mean, if that's the case, if you're Tampa, uh, Blaine Gabbert's not your that's, answer, you'll uh, need they a had, quarterback. They do have Kyle Trask behind him. You'll need a quarterback. They, they dra- no, they, they drafted Kyle Trask, who, had prom- who has promise, and if they've been developing him in the shadows, he could be good because he was considered to be a first-round uh, for a first-round draft pick, and he fell mm-hmm. a little bit. They drafted him in the second round. He had a lot of upside when I saw him play at Florida State. So if they can, de- if they've been developing him in the shadows, he could be their guy. What shadows are we talking about here? These shadows. Well, the guys get developed on on scout team all the time. Okay. So right. that's what I mean. All right, Minnesota to talk with Harbaugh. So um, they've been, they've it's reported that Minnesota Vikings have reached out to U of M. And they said, we'd like to talk to Jim Especially Harbaugh. with their new GM. And we, uh, they know each other. Especially with their new GM, this could be a possibility. Um, it does make sense. Con- it does make sense considering the the um, the geographical location. Well, that and, well, Minnesota, Michigan, I, you know, I suppose it also, it, to me, it's like, well, the Bears said, whether or not the Bears contacted Jim Harbaugh, I don't think they it's, did. It's an opportunity to play, to coach in SC North. It's an opportunity to think about what could happen should Aaron Rodgers decide to leave. So that would, you'd think Minnesota would be the one to sort of move up. You're sort of locked in. You've got a pretty good defense. you got Kirk Cousins. He's got his limitations. But you already have a quarterback. It's a possibility. I, I, you know, you're you're, still you're have... sticking to the fact that he's going to stay. No, I, I don't see him coming back to the NFL. Honestly, if all of these reports are just like we saw that last year, people were saying, "Oh, Harbaugh might be coming back. This team might be interested in getting Harbaugh," mm-hmm. uh, and it didn't happen. If it if it wasn't gonna happen all of these years, which mm-hmm. he's been away from the NFL, why is it gonna happen this year? What's well, again, telling? What's gonna tell me that it's gonna happen? Well, this because there's year? so many openings. There's yeah. been so much movement. But now. there was a lot of openings last year. I don't so, think as much as this year. Not as much as, this year, as much as this year. But there's always openings. So always we'll openings. See. We'll see what happens with that. All right. Next. Word up. The selection of Andrew Wiggins to start in the All Star game is. I'm gonna let you go first. Well, I'm looking for a word. Confusing. Yep. So I'm not sure if his numbers are out there enough for me to say, wow, Andrew Wiggins is really tearing it up. And I'm sure there's other forwards out there. No. I, I think, think it's, it's it's interesting that he's – because the All-Star game's in Cleveland, yeah. and that's the team that said bye. Because remember, LeBron was yeah, there. They said, traded, I don't want him there. Well, they traded him for Kevin Love. Oh, of course. So I, I think it's confusing the fact that there are other you know forwards out there playing just as better, if not better, than Andrew Wiggins. But it's his first All-Star – you know, break selection. So, first selection. I'm gonna, so. I'm, I'm gonna say it's strange. <coughs> it, it's strange for the reason that there are so many 
better players who deserve to start. He he might be an All Star, but I don't think he deserves to start in the in the All Star game. Like there are a lot of good players who deserve to be starting right now in the in the Western Conference. Name one. Right right now, who isn't starting? Cat. Cat should Cat should, Cat should be starting. Cat yeah. should be starting. It's as simple as that. But it, Wiggins, in my opinion, he's a strange player. When he was selected, he had probably the biggest hype around him of any draft pick since LeBron James. Of course. So, and, and you look at his career trajectory, he, the dude's always been a scorer. He's always been a good scorer. Not but a great he, defender. But no. not really a great defender. No. But I, I've never really... the two thousand. If you look at the 2014 draft class as a whole, he might have been the best pick out of them, but I don't think he's really, like, done anything of massive note but he was the first overall pick and that's really all you can say he's a scorer he's a decent he's a decent nba player but for a first overall pick um yeah i'm not sold i, look, I, I think he's more of a a, a complimentary guy and yeah clear, clearly in minnesota particularly at the time when jimmy butler was there you know jimmy butler's a strong personality and i don't know if that meshed with wiggins or cat but He's not that rah-rah guy. He's the guy who will be part of part of an ensemble. He's not that lead person. So, good luck to Andrew Wiggins. Um, Mike McCarthy staying as coach sounds blank from Jerry Jones. It sounds complacent from Jerry Jones. If I, like, I don't know what he's doing looking at this season and saying, yep, he deserves another year. Mm-hmm. I don't see it. The, the boneheaded play calling, the... the Horrible uh, pseudo analytic bullcrap that I've seen from him all year. Mm-hmm. The just the terrible clock management. Mm-hmm. Why do you, I don't know why Jerry Jones thinks he deserves another year? It just reeks of complacency to me. It sounds traditional because look how long it took for Jason, the clap master, the clap master you referred to him, Jason Garrett, to leave, right? Yeah. And he was in the organization for years. And moved his way up well, to coach. Well, he was a puppet. He was but a he moved puppet. his way up to coach, and it took a long time for Jerry Jones to do that. It took a long time for Jerry Jones to do a lot of things. Any decision, yeah. Jerry Jones is very sort of, you know, methodical. So yeah. I believe that this is traditional. Yeah. But you know what? He's got Dan Quinn coming back, because obviously Dan Quinn did not wow the pants off any of these other teams to come back as well, DC. Well, because Dan, um, Dan Quinn was in his element. He likes organizing a defense and he did well with this defense okay. but you know again he didn't he didn't obviously did not wow the other teams during his interviews his interviews for several teams including yep. the Giants and the Bears so I think Mike, Mike McCarthy's on a short leash now because out amongst the out, out amongst the leaves is Sean Payton yeah and Sean Payton probably won't even coach next season he's out there I don't think he'll and ever Jerry Jones likes Sean Payton because of the connection with Bill Parcells so I, if Mike McCarthy struggles in season three, and that Cowboys don't get, it's all about Super Bowl for them now. Yeah, if they don't it's a, a four-year contract. Well, so contract contract, they'll pay him for the year he doesn't get to. But this this is his last year if they don't do well in the coming up this season. I don't next. know. They need to they they need to do something. All right, the next word I'll do it. It was blank for the removal of a fan from the Sixers Lakers game heckling Carmelo. Um, it was fair. Um, if you, a lot of people are saying, oh, what did he say? He called him boy. Um, oh, yeah. and as, several times. As, as we know, uh, calling 
uh, don't call a, a black, a, a black man, man, man a boy, boy is pretty offensive. Do not call a black it's man very boy. offensive. That's it. You and don't do it. I and it, it, even moving past that, talk, heck, talking to the players. Yeah. You're there to see them. Yeah, yeah, You're yeah. there to. They're there to entertain you. They're at work. Yeah, yeah. They're yeah. trying to focus. Yeah. If you're heckling them and whatnot, if you're heckling them about their play and whatnot, it's that's fine. But if you're trying to directly antagonize them, then you yeah. deserve to be kicked out. It's mm-hmm. as simple as that. It was well deserved. That's my word. Words, if you want to say. It. He was doing it all night. And the thing about these. And it's it's always the person, not up in the nosebleed, because it can't hear you. It's the person on the court, you know, who's paid a lot of money to sit there. Now, I get that. I'd love to be sitting with Spike Lee. I'm sure Spike Lee's not doing those things. So, you have this person calling out boy repeatedly, and obviously, Melo starts hearing it. There are dead points in the game. I mean, they're playing on, they're on ground level with the players. And the players have a right to turn around and go, that person's really being, you know, offensive. And so that person's been kicked out, and it, and it happened with that. the same thing with LeBron, where he was called literally called the N word, right? And in so, Indiana. So, so you wonder if that fan was thinking that rather than calling him boy. So you know that's it. Good riddance to you. Uh, be, uh, Sacramento, Sacramento out of Ben Simmons trade talks. Out. I Sacramento mean, Sacramento just said honestly, we this, are done. Honestly, you had the best option to get some serious dudes for this guy who hasn't played a single game this season. We know he can't shoot. But he can do things, and you know, they said the Sixers were out. This is honestly the best personnel decision I've seen the Kings make in a long time. Like, oh wow, you're, not, uh, like, <laughs> you're giving the Kings some props. Yeah, like I'm giving Vlade. I had a better deal two days ago. Divots props. For making for making a good personnel decision. Well, it was obvious. Well, that- was Ben Simmons really going to be your answer? No, but I, I can realistically say, look. I get that. My whole thing is I'm under the impression that the Sixers are dragging their heels because they are waiting well, for the, something better. They want. A, they, they want. They're someone looking in now. They're looking to make an off-season move. They want someone who plays in Brooklyn, who's got a very big beard. Yeah. They want that person. They to want join James Harden because Daryl Morey knows James Harden, and reportedly James Harden's not too happy. So it all depends well, on what with, happens with the Nets. Yeah. They can get to the finals. They can win a chip. Does because, that change you know, things? It's just because it's interesting to note on a side, right? Harden, Westbrook. What are these guys looking for? Durant got his. Mm-hmm. Durant got his ring. Yeah. yeah, he had to join, you know, the, you know, the Empire to do that. But you know, Harden wanted these three guys were playing together years, eight years ago at OKC. They were in the finals playing the Heat. And yep. they all could have gotten it together if they stayed, but they all split up. And they're both, you know, these two other guys are looking for that chip. So it wouldn't surprise me. It would not. Uh, Evander Kane is the newest oiler. Now, he has I, been selected. Now, Evander Kane has got some issues. He's got a little bit of conflict. Well, um, let me explain this. A lot of stuff has come out about Evander Kane. He's always been a controversial So he's always been a controversial player, but for a couple of years he's kept his head down for the Sharks and has become a really good performer. But even more damning stuff has come out. It the allegations from his ex-wife are true that he bet on NHL games. He should start learning how to speak Russian. So Evander said this. And he said this in the media right before getting picked up by the orders. He said I want to clear up a lot of misinformation, a lot of storylines painting me a certain light that are completely untrue, inaccurate, and false. 
I would encourage fans to be open-minded, allow me to do the, what I can do, what I can do best, get to know me on the ice, off the ice, around the rink, in the community, and see what I bring to the table. Well, he's been a pretty chronic gambler, and he, um, he actually filed for bankruptcy um, when he was still, still on the Sharks, and he was a pretty, still a good asset on the ice. But if the allegations of him betting on NHL games are true, well, that might be banishment from the league. Honestly, this seems like a, this seems like, you know, you know how some franchises just have to get somebody, mm-hmm. and and like the Bulls years ago said the Rob, you know, gulp, let's get this guy Rodman in, see what he can do. So the same thing for obviously Evander Kane, the president of the Oilers, and the and said you know, and said, right now we've done our homework, and right now the Oilers suck, and they needed the, something. They, to they and right now the Oilers suck. As of the nineteenth of January, they went two ten and two in fourteen games, wasting not just McDavid and Drysaitel, but Miko Koskinen, who's had a better record starting in net than forty year old inconsistent Mike Smith, and just to add stoking to the flame, um, a grown uh, um. One of the um, longest tenured beat reporters for the for the Oilers um, asked asked Drysital in an in an interview in a press conference interview why he was being so pissy, like so the Oilers are in disarray right now and they wanted to pick up someone. Okay, next one. Nadal gets the twenty first. Yep, he so wins. he finally did it. That was the guy. Obviously, after Medvedev. the country said no, after the country said the Djokovic. On your way back. It was him and Medvedev in the final. was going to come down to those guys. He was trailing two sets. Yep. And he fought back. I'm talking like won the next three sets to get it. And it's pretty amazing. And then even uh, got a message from Roger Federer on Instagram. And it says, what a match to my friend and great rival, Rafael Nadal. Heartfelt congratulations on becoming the first man to win 21 Grand Slam titles. So that, and the message goes on. But... And that's a nice thing to write. And so, you know, I kind of thought, well, that's the guy you think. And it would be more appropriate because he's up there too. Rafael Nadal's 35 years old. Rafael Nadal. So, it's, you know. It's Nadal and Federer who are the, the pretty much the goats of tennis. Right. Um, and I'd be, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention Ash Barty. Coming down from 5-1 in the first, in the first set. set to win it 7-6 in the final set. To claim the Australian Open, who the first the first female to win the Australian Open, uh, the first native female uh, also Indigenous, in, 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 yeah. in forty four years. Yes. So that's even even more massive. So, the, so overall, safe to say the Australian Open was successful even without the distraction that was Novak Djokovic. Oh yeah. On your way. Yeah. Okay. And that'll be it for. Well, hang on, one last thing. It? Happy belated birthday, David Johnson, former Mets manager, turns. 79 years old, just turned 79 years old today. I think I played as a player was yeah. had some success as a player with the Baltimore Orioles all those years in the 50s and 60s. But he's well known for being a manager, most importantly for the Mets, guiding them to their the 86, 86 championship. Mets. And, you know, and I, I, I like I don't know how he got control of that that um, locker room because they were party animals. One let them one be the who they series. were, and he never he never matched with him. Like he went to ball, you know, managing Baltimore. He was managing Ripken and Alomar and those guys. They had some successful years, but he couldn't quite match it. They didn't quite get. He didn't quite get as far with the team, other teams he managed. Yeah, but he had Strawberry, and he had that stacked roster. Yeah, but he also had Baltimore, Ripken, yeah, Palm, you know, Palmero, uh, Alomar. So, well, happy birthday to him, and that. 
we'll my be... friend is the end of the show. Yep, that's the end of our Monday episode. So, uh, so next Friday, this we Friday, will, this Friday, we will have the Super Bowl preview. We'll talk about it, but yep. obviously, it's not going to happen for another couple of weeks. Yeah. So we'll have we'll sort of glaze over it. Some things we can look at. Yeah, we'll look at we'll look at certain matchups. Yep. And we'll look at more NBA. We'll have more more um no MLB right now. Oh, um, it's a padlock on all the stadiums. So no. Yep. We'll look at more more obviously NHL as the season goes on, mm-hmm. and that's going to be our episode. So if, uh, if you're TikTok. coming if you're coming from TikTok, welcome. We do this every Monday AST and every Friday AST. So. Thank you guys for watching, and we'll see watching you. Watching what? Listening. Listening. And, Bye. And we'll see you on Friday. Adios.